Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Alaska Tracy's podcast. What you can expect to hear is inspirational stories, business, and social media tips and tools. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining my podcast today. Today, we are going to talk about the seven legacies that our dog, Zena Flair, left for me to embrace. So a little back history on Zena Flair and how she came to be into our lives. Uh, she was pretty much, well, she was the only lie that I have ever told my husband in almost 13 years that we've been married. I had been on an antidepressant for 24 years. Yeah, I don't share that very often. However, I do think it's important to know that people who, well, maybe portray that they've got it all going on, oftentimes don't and struggle with the very things that maybe you struggle with. So I had gotten off of an antidepressant after 24 years, and we were were and still are living with our good friend, Eddie Bear, who is now 11 years old. He's our other angel in fur. And we had decided that we thought it would be good for him to have a partner. The, the one dog that we were looking at sort of fell through, and well, with my addictive personality, I, I couldn't stop looking for another dog. I was insanely looking. My husband was not. He had gone about moving on to other things and really was pausing on looking for another dog. So he had come back from a fishing expedition and was filleting fish in our uh, boating partner's backyard. And I popped over there with Eddie Bear. And I proclaimed that I would not go by the doggy rescue adoption that was going on that day, uh, the same organization where Eddie Bear was brought into our lives. And my husband looked at me like I was crazy because he's he's a task-on-task task guy, and he was very busy filleting these fish. And he looked at me as if to say, why are you even saying that out loud? And I literally got in the car with Eddie Bear and drove right over to that dog adoption clinic. And there was this, I, I don't know, I thought she was full-grown dog in a kennel laying down very quietly, curled up in a little ball. And I I said, hey, what about that dog? And they said, oh, that is Nina. That was her name, Nina. And they they knew who I was. They they knew me and Eddie. And, and they said, why don't you come over here and see her? They took her out of the kennel. With that, Eddie and I took her for a little walk. We walked back to, at the time I had a Subaru. I opened the hatchback. Nina, at the time, that was her name, climbed into the back. Eddie gave me the look as if to say, are you serious? 
Papa is not going to be happy with you. We drove home to the neighborhood, all the ladies. It was a beautiful summer day in June, and there were several ladies out. They came over. They said, oh, your husband will get over it. She's beautiful. My husband came home that evening, Zena, Nina at the time, greeted him with, with excitement, exuberance, and he did give me the look that Eddie told me he would, <laughs> and he said, I need to get this fish put away, vacuum packed. I don't know what just happened or why this dog is here. I will talk to you once I finish this up. And I started laughing, which I'd never done that before. He was not happy. We sat down to dinner that night and he said, I have two questions for you. What happened and are there going to be more? And I proceeded to laugh. He, he said, I, I don't understand why you're laughing so hard. I said, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm embarrassed. I feel kind of weird that I wasn't honest with you. I drove over there. And he said, what do you mean you drove over there? You said you weren't going to do that. And I said, I, I couldn't stop myself. And he just shook his head. He said, what, what else can't you help yourself from doing? <laughs> I said, no, there's not going to be any more. I just, I saw her. She looked so sweet. I, meanwhile, she was trying to get into my lap. She was probably 50 pounds at the time. And I couldn't get her to lay down, and he just looked at me like I, he was just dumbfounded. The cool thing about the man that I married and loved to pieces is he is never, ever scolded me or yelled at me. I think the longest we've made it upset with each other has been five, maybe eight hours at tops. So he just carried on, and uh, I had moved my office at home. At the time, I was in real estate, and I was merging into starting Alaska Tracy. I was working from home. Zena was obviously not the year-old dog I thought she was. She was not calm. <laughs> she was not relaxed. She was... I don't know, maybe six months, maybe nine months. She was a ball of energy. Her and I butt heads. We were trying to understand each other's language. It was a struggle. I was off this antidepressant. I was very anxious. I was very moody. So we walked and ran outside a lot. We moved and moved and moved and moved. We lived by a woods so she could be off leash. So I would take her to the woods and we would go for runs and we would play ball and we just kept busy. And that helped me. That helped me tremendously. She went into heat, which I was blown away. I had never experienced a dog in heat before. I, oh, I just, I cried, I cried. My husband, I'll never forget, he brought home dog diapers. And he never said, what the heck were you thinking? Never once. He would just look down at her as he was hugging me, as I was crying, and he would say, she's your girl. 
She's your girl. So she eventually got fixed. Um, before that, I, I remember saying, what, what do we do? Can we give her back? And he looked at me and said, have you ever given a rescue or any dog, which all of them have been rescues, have you ever given a dog back before? And I said, no, no, I've never, I'm, I'm of the belief for myself that once you're together, <laughs> you're together, you are joined at the hip, unless, of course, a dog would attack me or something like that. That's never happened, though. He looked down at her when I was crying that one time, and he said, you are like God to her. You rescued her, and she looks up to you like, thank you for saving me. And I said, well, I don't feel like God. I feel like killing her. <laughs> the beautiful thing was she grew up to be a wonderful companion, loyal, smart. She developed cancer 18 months ago, which we had no idea she was for at the time. She had a limp, and the vets would just say, rest, we would rest. Finally, after about six months of various vets and trying different things, I was out of town on a trip, and my husband took her to a vet that was trying laser therapy on her leg, and it increased the pain. And so the vet said, let's do an x-ray. And they found a tumor in her leg, which is, it's bone cancer, osteosarcoma, sarcoma, they call it. And the vet accidentally emailed me. I was at my parents visiting after a business trip, and I freaked out. And that was last March, March 2017. I came back. We amputated, we decided to amputate her leg because she was so young, she was five, and we went through five rounds of chemotherapy. It was a 5% chance that she would make it past five months. And then the odds really got less after that. We decided to take the chance because oftentimes you hear of that one one in 100 or one in 1 million that make it. So we took that chance. And Zena Flair made it 11 months. She left this earth yesterday morning. And over the last 24 plus hours, I've just been thinking of all the lessons that this dog has has taught me. And I want to get a poster and put it on my little office wall so that when I'm doing some of these things that she taught me, I can look up and be reminded. First and foremost, she taught me to love no matter what, no matter what to love. Even when others are mad at you, when you don't feel well, when the world's not quite going exactly as maybe you think it should be, love. Love no matter what. The second thing, and I know there's going to be many, many more after I hit the stop button, the seven, thing, seven things, these were 
seem to be the most important. Second thing, no whining. No whining, unless it can help or motivate others. <gasps> unless it can help or motivate others. And, and that being said, she would whine when I was sitting at my computer way longer than I should have been, when I wasn't moving quite as often as I should have been, when I wasn't stretching, when I wasn't playing, she would whimper. And after so much whimpering, I would succumb and I would play. I would walk, I would move, I would love, I would smile. Other than that, there was no whining, no complaining. No matter how much pain she was in, and in the end, she was in so much pain. She was on so many pain pills, and yet the pain was excruciating. And she, she, she did not whine. She did not complain. What, what a thing to strive for in this thing called life. No whining. The third thing she taught me, Zena Flair taught me, was daily is daily movement. Move my body daily. What that looks like for me is not running marathons anymore. I used to run half marathons and marathons and think I needed to literally, well, I needed to be sore all the time exercising to know that I was really getting a good workout. And what movement looks like for me today is being outside. And we live in Alaska. <laughs> so getting the appropriate gear to be outside and to move my body. Sometimes a simple 10-minute walk outside to breathe in the fresh air is all I need. Oftentimes it's a mile, two miles, three miles. Movement is key for my life and my soul, my happiness. I get so much from nature and movement in nature and the critters and the air and it makes me smile. It makes my soul smile. It makes the for angels and fur that I'm with smile. So daily movement. The fourth thing that Zena Flair has taught me is to carry oneself carry myself with grace. Carry yourself with grace. Don't let them don't let them see that you are in pain. That doesn't mean that we don't allow ourselves to mourn or when we're sick we don't stop and take care of ourselves. What I've learned from Zena Flair is if you carry yourself with grace, and you don't focus on the, the pain that you're in, and you don't let everybody and their brother know every single problem that you're having, or you will be able to carry yourself with grace. What we focus on expands. So if we're focusing on our sore knee or the cancer that's eating our bodies alive, or any other things in life that we often tend to focus on, they increase when we focus on them. So the more we talk about whatever the pain point is, 
The more we tell others about it, the more we share on social media about it, the more more it intensifies the situation. So if we carry ourselves with grace, we will know grace. We will have grace. The fifth thing Zena Flair taught me is play is essential. Play is essential on a daily basis. Play is essential in our lives. Play is such an important piece of not taking ourselves so darn serious to get out and to play. Lightens our spirit, lightens everything around us, helps us to be lighter and not so serious and intense. The sixth thing Zena Flair has taught me is to always be aware of your surroundings. When being aware of your surroundings, you often have to be still to hear what's going on around you. So stop and look out your windows. Maybe sit and look in your yard. Eddie Bear and I sat yesterday to look at our surroundings. We sat in the spot that Zena Flair would sit in many times, and she would look out the window and she would bark, she would scold whatever or whoever she saw out there, which oftentimes we would just giggle or tell her to be quiet because we didn't know what she was looking at. And we would, we'd wonder, what the heck does she see? So we sat in her spot yesterday to see if we could see a piece of her surroundings that she guarded, that she knew about. We saw this little, little tiny woodpecker that I've never seen before. I've seen a bigger woodpecker in that tree, but never this little tiny one. And he or she was just going to town in this tree. And we watched. And we watched. Be aware of your surroundings. You never know what you're going to see when you're aware The last thing that I wrote down, the seventh thing that I'm aware of that's really apparent to me within this first 24 hours of her passing is greet others with love. Greet others with love. However, <laughs> you do not have to be like everyone you encounter. If you love everyone, you carry love in your heart, you'll have compassion for others. Be able to be a little bit less judgmental of what others are doing, how others are acting. If you love everyone, And on that note, you don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't have to be buddy-buddies with every single person that you encounter, and that's okay. However, love creates 
a sense of non-judgment towards others. As I am doing this podcast, Eddie Bear is snoring in the background happily. He's, I don't know if he's, if he's mourning. I, I think he is. He seems very relaxed. This last, these last couple months have been really tough, especially the last month, uh, up several times a night, giving her pain meds and just really monitoring her and making sure she was happy, which with her, like I said, it was hard to tell because she carried herself with such grace and never complained. Although I think animals know the length of somebody's pain more so than we do. So I feel honored that we were the chosen humans to be a part of her short journey, her short six years here on the planet. And I shared her journey, especially the cancer and being a tripod and the journey of the last year on social media. And I have had nothing but an outpouring of love, emails, messengers, Facebook messages, comments on Facebook, phone calls. I think of how many lives she inspired, how many people she inspired to do better, be better, carry on seven of these amazing life traits. And for that, I will forever be grateful to the legacy of our dear Zena Flair. I found this quote earlier today. I always like to read a quote. And it says, And what is, imp- what is as important as knowledge? Asked, asked the mind. Caring and seeing with the heart, answered the soul. So the quote again is, And what is as important as knowledge? Asked the mind. Caring and seeing with the heart, answered the soul. And that was from Flava. I hope that this episode has inspired you to love more, wine less, move daily, carry yourself with grace, play every single day, always be aware of your surroundings, and to greet others with love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my community. I appreciate you. Stay tuned for more goodness.